0: This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H A S I D I C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. The great tzaddik, Reb Mikhailov Zlochov, was on his way to visit the Ban Shemtov. And as he passed through town through town, he noticed that there were signs pointing to a kosher resort where all the food was free and anyone could stay as long as they wanted for free. And as he's riding on the road with his wagon and his horse, he sees again and again that there's sign after sign after sign pointing to this free inn practically begging Jews to come and visit. And so when Reb Michal gets to the town, he goes there and he says, what's going on? They said, would you like a place to stay? He said, yeah, of course, I need a place to stay. And they gave him a beautiful room. They showed him where the mikveh was, the shul. They gave him a beautiful meal. And they said, you can stay here as long as you want, no charge. So Reb Michal, he said, I don't understand. What do you mean, no charge? Who's paying for all this? So somebody pointed to this Jew who was sitting in the corner of the Beit Midrash in the house of study. And he was obviously learning from a sefer, from a holy book. And this guy said, you see the guy sitting there learning from the book? He once was so poor, he didn't even have two pennies to rub together. He and his whole family lived in total poverty. And One day, he went to visit a certain tzaddik, and the tzaddik gave him a blessing, that wealth should come to him. But it would be only on the condition that he used his wealth in order to open up a house like this, where he would host people for free and feed them for free feed Jews for free. And so we're all enjoying this. The hundreds of people here, we're all enjoying this guy's wealth. So Reb Michal, he looks at the guy over there on the corner learning. He says, what? Reb Hashem. He goes over to him and says, Shalom Aleichem. The guy stops learning for a minute, looks up from his sefer. He says, Lechem Shalom. And Reb Michal said, I just want you to know what you're doing with the money that Hashem gave you. It's really a beautiful thing. Shikoch. That's why Hashem gives people wealth in order to help their fellow Jews. And Reb Michal finishes his time there. He needs to get to the Baal Shem Tov. That's where he's going after all. It's Friday, and on his way, he passes through another town. He reaches this town, and when he gets to the town, there's a wall around the whole city. Reb Michal sees that there's only one way in and out of the town, and it's guarded by a guard. So he approaches with his horse and wagon, and he says, is there any kosher food in your town? The guard tells him, Rabbi, you're welcome to come in, and there is a kosher in here. However, we have a rule in this town that no Jew is allowed to spend the night here except for the man and his wife and their family who own that inn. So you can come in, but you got to be out by nightfall. So Rebbechel said, yes, sure, no problem. He goes in, he goes to the tavern, sees the innkeeper, shalom aleichem, aleichem shalom, said, can I please have a meal? The innkeeper says, sure, and it was a very expensive meal. As opposed to where he was before, where everything was free by this innkeeper, I guess, you know, supply and demand. He was the only one supplying, and if there was demand, it was going to cost a lot of money. But the food was good, and he was happy. It's now getting later on Friday, and Reb Michel has to get to the Baal Shem Tov in Mezhibuz. So he gets on his horse and wagon. He says goodbye to this Jew and his family, and rides out of town. He's not far out of town before one of the wheels on his wagon breaks. And Reb Michel, having no choice, he gets off. He removes the wheel. He takes it back into the town, gets the wheel fixed comes back to the wagon, gets the horse going, and he's riding for maybe 10 minutes. And again, another wheel breaks. So Reb realizes, okay, there's no chance that he's going to make it to Mezhibuz on time for Shabbos, and he doesn't want to break Shabbos by riding on Shabbos. So he walks back to the town. The guard looks at him and he says, didn't I tell you no Jews are allowed to stay here for the night? And Reb said, yeah, but Shabbos is coming and my wagon broke. And I have no choice. I have to spend Shabbos here. Guard said, sorry, the rules are the rules. Sir Reb produces a little bit of money, some cash, puts it in the guard's hand, and he says, the rules are the rules. Come on in. Just don't let anyone catch you. And Sir Reb Michal goes into the town. And he goes to the tavern, and now it's almost Shabbos. And he walks in, and the innkeeper says, hey, what are you doing here? No Jews are allowed to spend the night here. Reb Michal said, listen, my wagon broke. It broke twice. I wanted to be by the Baal for Shabbos, but it's not going to happen. I have no choice. I have to stay here for Shabbos. He said, it's okay. I don't mind fasting on Shabbos. If you don't want to give me any food, that's okay. I just need a roof to sleep under. So the innkeeper says, how did you get in here? Didn't the guards stop you? He said, yeah, guards, you know, they're a little pliable if you put something in their hand. So the innkeeper understood, and he said, fine, you can spend Shabbos here. And Reb Michal, he had no expectations from the innkeeper, but the innkeeper invited him for their meal on Friday night and the other meals on Shabbos. It was actually very kind and welcoming to Reb Michal. When Moses Shabbos came, he said, listen, you can't travel at night, so you'll have to go, obviously, Sunday morning. And Sunday morning, he sent him off with some food. He said, please do me a favor. Don't tell anyone that you spent Shabbos here. I don't want anyone to think that I'm a generous person. Please, it's very important for me. So Reb Michal shrugged his shoulders and said, okay, fine. You know, If you don't want people to think you're a generous person, that's okay with me. It seems like a strange request, but whatever. Reb Michal now has his wheel fixed, he got it fixed already on Sunday morning, and this time he doesn't have any problems riding on the wagon. He has a safe trip all the way to Mezhibuz, to the Heidege, the holy Baal Shem Tov. And when he walks into the Baal Shem Tov's room, the Rebbe looks at him and he says, "New, Reb Michal, how was your Shabbos? And Reb Michal understood, okay, the wheels didn't break on the wagon for nothing. Obviously, there was a reason and the Baal Shem Tov knew it. So Reb Michal said, yeah, Shabbos is great. You know, I spent it by the innkeeper and his family. But Rebbe, what's the deal? I wanted to be here with you for Shabbos. Why did that happen to me? And the Shem Tov said, you'll see. On your way home, you'll see. Just make sure you travel the same way that you came. And on the way back, when Reb Michal gets to the outskirts of the town where he had spent Shabbos, he sees the innkeeper's wife standing there. And next to her is a body covered with a cloth in a wagon. Reb Michal pulls up next to the wagon and he says, My lady, what's going on here? What happened? She said, Reb Michal, this is my husband. He passed away just this morning. But you should know something, Reb Michal. My husband, he was one of the 36 Lamedvav hidden tzaddikim. And he didn't want anyone to know about what he did. Maybe you've heard there's a guest house not so far from here where there's a simple Jew who became wealthy after going to visit a tzaddik. So that Jew came to my husband one day. He didn't know that my husband was a tadik. He just came by the tavern. He said, I'm struggling so much I can't make ends meet. My husband gave him a bracha. But really, my husband started sending him money. And he told him that you need to use this money to open up the guest house and host Jews for free. Give them meals. And the rest of the time you can spend learning in the corner of the Beit Midrash. So that Jew that you saw when you came over here, that was all thanks to my husband and all the money that we make from this inn. And it's not just here. We support many houses like this, in surrounding villages, all around. But my husband didn't want anyone to know. Before he died, he told me today was the day that he was going to die, and that he had been waiting for you to come and spend Shabbos with us. He told me that you're a great tzaddik and a rebbe. The Cheva Kaddisha, the burial society, they offered to bury my husband, but my husband warned me that they shouldn't bury him. Besides the fact that they wanted to take a lot of money to bury my husband, he said they're not on the level to touch his body, that I should stand here by the road and wait for you and someone else to come and bury my husband. So a Michal is standing there with the tzaddik's wife, and he's thinking, who's going to come here to help? And he says to the wife, I'm here, but who else is here? And they're looking around, and they see in the forest, someone comes walking out of the forest. It's a lumberjack. He has an axe and a shovel over his shoulder, and he's whistling as he walks over. Doesn't look so Jewish at all. But when he comes over, he says, Rebbe I'm sorry for the passing of your husband. And Reb Michal, no, don't we have some work to do? Let's get digging. So they take the shovel, and they dig a hole, and they bury the hidden tzaddik. And Reb Michal, who told this story, he said that lumberjack who came walking out of the woods was none other than Eliyahu Hanavi, Elijah the prophet, who had been sent down from heaven so that the great Tzaddik Reb Michal of Zlochov and the Navi would be the Chever Kaddisha that buried this holy, holy Jew. <laughs> I did I lie, 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 lie I lie, I lie, I lie, lie, I lie, I I lie, lie, I lie, I lie, lie, I I lie, I lie,